0: Welcome back to another episode of Scared Topless, um, or what I'm going to call it today is Scared Pantyless, because Daniella's not wearing underwear. <laughs> okay, well,
1: um, okay, to be fair. I'm
0: your host, Jessica, the <laughs> one with and underwear.
2: <laughs> and I'm Daniella.
0: <laughs> and um, today, we have a very special episode with a special guest, if you want to introduce yourself
1: hi my name is bella I, I am the special guest today hello hello hello, hello.
2: um wait i really want to go back to the fact that you said scary panning because <laughs> i'm trying to defend myself like so to be fair um we had to wake up super early for this episode and you know make sure we get everything ready for our guest but jessica insisted that i sleep over at her house and i didn't have any extra clothes so like i'm not gonna wear the same underwear twice in a day or whatever. <laughs> so of course she has to expose me for this f- fucking episode.
0: It just fits <laughs> so perfectly.
2: I know. <laughs> I just wanted to defend myself for this one quickly.
0: Um, so yeah. Uh, happy Halloween week because Halloween is this week <laughs> and a couple what? Um, this is Tuesday. Yeah. So happy Halloween, On Saturday. guys and this is a special episode because we tried to make it extra spooky for this week um yes and we're gonna be talking about modern witchcraft with our guest bella today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exciting very
2: exactly so wait i just want to get into context um i known bella for like a couple years ago through like mutuals and stuff like that and i felt like she would be like such a perfect guest with like given her whole theme of like scare topless and me and Jess have always kind of been interested in, I guess, the whole topic and realm of, like, witchcraft. Like, I think we we kind of, like, talked about it in, like, previous episodes. Like, maybe we, like, glanced over it. But, like, we never, um, like, really had an episode dedicated to it. And we're still, like, learning about it. And I feel like the best way to learn is from someone that's, like, experienced and, like been pretty in tune with that side mm-hmm. of spirituality and like everything about that so i think it'll just like make perfect sense that you're like honor episode and also you're our first guest too like thank you literally our first we never had any other guests I feel very well this special. season
0: or this season yeah. this season we didn't have any other guests it's you're our first oh, and yeah, probably and probably season, only yeah. guest i feel very season. special yeah. yeah oh my goodness okay we're so happy you're here okay <laughs> <laughs> um So I guess like we can start off by asking you like how long have you kind of like been practicing or like what got you started and how long have you been?
1: Um, In regards to what got me started, I always grew up with this weird intuition and I've noticed it for a long time. I had a cousin who practiced Reiki, which is like chakra opening and spiritual healing. And being around her made me realize that tarot was a thing and that readings Mm -hmm. were a thing and that they can be very accurate. And it's been something like. I've always been around it, to the point where, I it was normal to me. Like I grew up in a house that we considered had like spirits living in it, and for me that's a normal experience that things will fall over, you wake up with scratches, or you hear things. So, it's something I've always been exposed to. um, But I really got into it when I was in the eleventh grade, and we did a project in my anthropology class on. Like gangs, cults, religions, and my friend and I chose to do witchcraft because we were like, oh, we can make a joke out of this. We can play off of a Halloween witch. But the more that we got into it and we learned and we pulled information, it was kind of like stuff that I was already exposed to and I already kind of implemented into my life that I was like, okay, I guess there is a term for what I technically believe in. So after that, I started to research it more and start bringing more of like spiritual... I don't know how to describe it like just actions into my life whether it be like I started doing daily readings on myself because I have a deck of cards reading and kind of base my day off of that and it just kind of became a thing where as the days go by it's more prominent for me mm-hmm. yeah
2: we started doing like tarot cards actually like with Jess
0: like- yeah so I I got over quarantine I kind of like started researching a lot about um Witchcraft, and so I have Mm -hmm. like my deck, and I would so I do like I'll pull Mm -hmm. a card, I'll do like one card, and then if I'm trying to like get the explanation, then I'll turn over the decks for the the bottom of the deck, um, and so I try to do that every day. Usually I do, Mm -hmm. um, but
1: yeah, yeah, that's like one kind of thing. I walk with my deck wherever I go because it's usually like I don't want to say a fun party trick, but it's something that really interests people, and it kind of gives like a little insight on what it is because. The problem I see is like people think witchcraft and they think like oh you're gonna cast spells you're evil but it's not really that that's just like a bad perception I think that witchcraft necessarily gets so Mm -hmm. I've done at like I have a very religious family I've done tarot readings for my catholic uncle and he's been very interested for like very religious people and they kind of opens their eyes a little bit more
2: yeah no for sure like I think growing up definitely my mom's always kind of been like oh don't do tarot readings don't do this but i think because i was so i guess reserved Mm -hmm. like in a country that's kind of like religious not country but like in a family that's really religious yeah like at one point or another you're kind of like gonna break free and gonna explore everything else and i feel like that's kind of like right now like adapting into my life like you know going into um other spirituality and stuff like that like for me personally i don't think that christianity is something that i can Mm -hmm. um further and i don't like blame or i don't like i don't blame my family or i don't like neglect anyone else that does but like i feel like i don't know i guess when you're enclosed and i think the whole like tarot card readings now like now like i do them with jazz Like, we just started doing them and I think I've done, like, maybe four readings on myself or maybe, like, or something like that we've done, like, around that number, maybe even less. And the times that we've done it, I'm just like, oh my fucking god, like, that's so weird. And the way, like, I think yesterday, last night, I was shuffling the cards and one card just fell out. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can't ignore it. Like, you have to, so we Googled it. And that card, like, literally... It was so weirdly accurate to my life, and I was like, "Oh, because it was talking about like that—the fact that I'm avoiding like a situation." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I've definitely been avoiding something."
1: I think I realized that tarot was really important to me because I used to bring them to school because people were interested. It's not what they're used to, and my teacher mm-hmm. pulled me aside and said, "I'd like you to do one for me." And your t- teacher? My teacher, yeah, my English teacher. What and grade were you in? Uh, grade twelve. Oh. Oh wow. And she pulled me aside, and I sat with her and I was talking about her past and I was explaining what her past card meant that she had struggles that you know she lost someone very important to me and she kind of like the look on her face was like she saw a ghost and she went well my dad died when I was a kid like I don't understand I only know this person for half a semester for my 12th grade year and it was just Mm kind of like I don't understand how you were able to clue in on that like yeah he was very important to me and it was kind of like that was an eye-opening moment for me that it's like well I'm able to help people, essentially, when I do this. Day. Obviously, everybody wants to know their future. Everyone wants to know what they have in store. Um, but I think it's interesting that people are so interested in seeing what these three cards have to tell you.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm still, like, learning so much. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I definitely want to buy my own
0: cards, but um, I'm broke. I heard <laughs> that, apparently, you're not supposed to buy your own, like, tarot deck, that you're supposed to get it gifted to you. That it's, like... Like oh, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. someone like, told me that. How do you expect to learn
1: if, like, no? One gives well, it's kind it. of I'll like I'll
0: gift you a duck, Danny. <laughs>
1: it's it's Can't like waiting. if somebody's handing off tradition <laughs> to you and like experience to you. Those cards would have like that experience and like all mm-hmm. of whatever prior to yeah but even if you do buy your own deck which is what I did because I would still consider myself like a baby witch because I'm still learning I'm not as um knowledgeable as other people yeah we I bought it and I cleansed it before I used it because you don't want to use like an uncleansed deck just because it could be bad energy you don't know who picked it up before you and what they're going through so you want to cleanse it so at least you know you're starting off with a clean slate Mm
0: mm-hmm that's true so so wait Bella so how long have you been like practicing then if you if you're like still a baby witch how-
1: I would say and it might sound like a long time but I would say two years maybe it mm-hmm. hasn't been that long for me mm-hmm. because I'm still learning and there are times where I thought well maybe this isn't for me and I kind of toned it down a bit but I realized like it's a calling like the way that I feel people are called to a religion I don't think you choose to be I think people are called to it is the same thing with what I'm like spiritual practices and it, it keeps calling me back it keeps showing itself and I decided to kind of go full force and really put my time and effort into it so I would say for about two years
0: wow and so back to like so for people who don't know so there's like different um types of uh witches that you could mm-hmm. kind of like classify yourself as I guess like once you've been practicing for a while you're like well this is more of like what mm-hmm. I tend to do so yeah. like hedge witch like eclectic witch um I'm not a green Mm -hmm. witch like what would you
1: say that you fall in like I would say if I were to give myself like a name I would call myself a strago witch just because it essentially translates to like Italian witchcraft
0: yeah I was gonna say that. like that was sounded really familiar yeah so I'm Italian
1: I'm just like it it (laughs) translates to (laughs) Italian witchcraft and obviously growing up in a very Italian home it was like it's what I know
2: yeah and what does it entails it being like a Italian it's, it's like what is that exactly?
1: Well it's just like obviously witchcraft is practiced throughout and like in Italy it's just essentially what it is it's pretty much the same it's just kind of like regional at this point like you have different people from different areas and because of where we're from it's kind of like these were the witches or people who practice any witchcraft or any spiritual practices these are the kinds of people there and that's kind of what they were classified as
0: did your family ever tell you of like so during christmas like la bufana yeah yeah, yeah. i we'll remember that uh, um i don't know if you want to explain well it's
1: the problem is it's like i have so little memories of it it's just some of those things are like you can't forget but it's like it's
0: yeah, So okay so danny it's basically like around christmas time when you hang up like um, we hang up stockings
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, But I think it's like It's actually a bit after Christmas And then um, it's like a La Bufana is like a witch that would come mm-hmm. to your house And I don't know the full story oh. But like it very, was just kind of like a tale Yeah yeah, oh, That's cute
1: Well it's also I think my grandparents were both very very religious And like religious to the point Where I remember I was maybe five And my nunna would tell me You pray when you wake up You pray when you go to bed. You pray when you eat. Any chance you get, you pray. And one night I said, I'm tired. No. And she slammed the door. She went downstairs. And you can hear her yelling at my dad. Like, she was a very religious person. So anything Mm -hmm. to kind of steer us in the way of, like, Catholicism, she would do. Like, I grew up going to a Catholic school. Um, Mm -hmm. We had the elderly come in and teach us the rosary every week. It was a very, very intense, like, Mm -hmm. experience. And when I think back to it, it's kind of like I now that I think about it it's almost like wow I can't really believe like and then going to a public school I can't believe that that was an actual thing like that was a part of curriculum yeah
2: like I remember in elementary school like same thing like people would come and you pray the rosary it wasn't every week but it was it happened pretty often that like I think it was like could have been maybe once a month or maybe Mm -hmm. they just showed up like every now and then And they spent like about an hour or like two, and like we just pray the whole rosary. And I remember just like hating everything, Mm -hmm. and I was just so upset because I'm just like I'm tired. Like, and I remember one time like it would cross over to like a recess time yeah and i was like fuck like i was not in grade racist. three i was like not yeah fucking and i think recis. it's bad
1: too because you're putting a bunch of little kids like how are you gonna keep them focused on a rosary which like let's be real isn't that interesting of a process to learn when you're what eight yeah it's, yeah. it's a long process and you just want to go you want to get up you can't stand
2: yeah you're like,
1: like you know? even mass when we were
2: younger like an mm-hmm. hour felt like an eternity yeah like i w- would hate everything about it and i would like be so tired yeah like it's super super tired um i'm gonna ask the second question and uh I maybe i don't know if you might ever put thought into this but what do you think witchcraft means to you and um i guess this is to say like i know a lot of people hear the word witch and then like, automatically think it's evil kind of like what you said before yeah. like oh like they're automatically gonna hex me they're gonna like curse me they're gonna put a spell on me like -hmm. like people have this like really bad interpretation and what do you think yeah witchcraft means to you and what can you say that can I guess like rebuttal that
1: yeah I think the problem is, like I mentioned before, you like look at Wizard of Oz, you see Wicked Witch of the West, she's bad, she's evil, she wants to, like, it's a bad perception as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the problem with witchcraft is everybody associates it with black magic, which is not really the truth. Like, I think every group, spiritual, not spiritual religious, not religious, has their bad apples. So there are people who pick up witchcraft for the purpose to hex. For the purpose to ruin people's lives even like dabble in voodoo mm-hmm. um again in voodoo can be very beneficial but if you do it t- to like intentionally harm people you're not really doing what it's for mm-hmm. i think witchcraft has to do with spirituality and like being one with the earth that's essentially what it is um like people look at and i've noticed this a lot people look at a pentacle and they're like, well, we associate that with the devil because it's a star in a circle. But that's not what represents the devil. The pentacle represents all the elements, spirit, air, earth, fire, water. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. shows that they're all connected to one. And I think people need to realize that, like, yes, you can learn even if you don't practice black magic. You can learn how to love spells, you know, spells, to manifestation. Like, that's a really big one. People don't realize that people manifest every day. You know, mm-hmm. for your birthday, you your parents tell you make a wish you're manifesting because you're putting it out in the universe you want it to happen. Um I think it's just like a matter of taking time to realize that it's not bad. Yes, people can make it bad, but it's not bad. Like you said again like that's also with anything, right? Well, that's with anything because like if you look at religion or just like whatever it may be, some people turn it for bad because that's what they want to do with it or other people turn it to good because that's what they want to do with mm-hmm. it. Like I find
2: that like a lot of cultures, like my culture particularly, like they really hate like on witchcraft. Like yeah. there's some like but then there's still like a lot of like witches like in Central America and we're yeah. like, Oh like the witch did that. Like if something bad happened well, to you, there's and, like, also all a lot of
1: like think of folk tales that you tell your kids. Like I know cultures have it, like um, the weeping woman, like you have the woman, she's a witch. You have a lot of different yeah. like folk tales about witches that entail them to be these people who are I would classify even Bloody Mary as well, like a witch folktale because she's here, she's here to hurt you. And obviously, throughout elementary school, that was a really big thing. But yeah. that kind of puts a bad thing that this woman's going to come and hurt you. And mm-hmm. I think, like, that's. Mm, I'm trying to think. Like, I think of Halloween movies. Like, I remember growing up watching Twitches, and I was like. Love Twitches. I do yes. too. But, like, that's a really good representation because they're not these evil people. Think of, like, Snow White. She was it's all these different things and i think because of that if you grow up watching these movies you see these people as bad you don't want them and then you have stories to tell and it's kind of a lot when it's not really necessarily like that
0: yeah mm-hmm. so like sometimes in like pop culture they can make witches out to be yeah
1: evil yeah
0: or like you, that most
2: of the time
1: well that's also because like i
2: feel like that's not the dominant religion yeah right, how many in the world? people
1: do you meet that go hi i'm a practicing witch it's it's not a common thing and people will be like oh well um it's halloween time so yeah you're gonna say that which is a very popular at halloween time but if it's like a year-round thing
2: yeah yeah and like given like i guess like our history
0: mm-hmm. so
2: like we have a lot of wiccans and like um yeah oh what's the other word called pagan oh yeah, pagan, like,
0: i was gonna uh, yes yeah, no.
2: right and then like majority of like our history also like you know, a lot of Christian they've been um trying to been converting them and -hmm. like a lot of men and then who made who made like the beginning movies and T V shows and stuff like that, right? It's like
1: men and a lot of them were white and a lot of them were Yeah. Catholic. It's also based off of just history because it's like I think it just starts, like, even going back to Salem witch trials. Yeah. You're a woman, and you know that they think you're practicing witchcraft. They tie an anchor to you, throw you in the water. If you drown, you weren't a witch. If you survive, you're a witch, and they still burn you. So I think mm-hmm. from there, it's, like, giving just a bad rep everywhere.
0: Literally, since, like,
2: the beginning of
1: time. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, because originally, like, even pagans, right? Like, they had their own kind of... um. Which pagan is different. Well, I mean, you could be pagan and be a witch. You can, yeah. But, like, they were kind of associated with, like, uh, they had their own holidays, right? And then they wanted mm-hmm. to convert um, pagans to Christianity. So, like, the holidays,
1: like... Christmas that, was a pagan holiday before, yeah. um Catholics and Christians turned it over because it was to celebrate the new season, yeah. and Christmas was originally to celebrate the coming of winter, and... I guess Catholics and Christians didn't really like that. And they went, well, no, it's the birth of Jesus and that, this is why we celebrate it. So it kind of got like the originality of this holiday kind of got lost. And now you think Christmas, you think, oh, we go to mass, we, we pray, it's the coming of Christ. And then, you know, you celebrate with your family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like one thing that you said, so like you, you pull... You're from your tarot deck. Yes. Every day in the I guess like in the morning or like mm-hmm. to, like early on. Is there anything else that you kind of do like daily or like um mm. just like rituals or practices that you started to kind of incorporate?
1: Essentially, I wake up and the thing with like being a witch or whatever, you don't have a set god, goddess, whomever. Is I kind of just say thanks to in general that you know I'm alive, I'm healthy, I'm in a good spot. And it's, like, I'm thankful for the universe in general that it's, like, I'm able to be in the spot and that, like, I had the help that I had. I was able to get here, like, through struggle and all. But I wake up and I have, like, a... Like, I would say thanks, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, but it's still there.
2: Yeah, well, I heard that, like, a lot of witches also have deities, but that's, like, a lot of practice because, like, yeah. they have to come to you
1: Hmm. kind it, of thing. It's, yeah, that I've slowly started getting into. It's just, like... It's a lot to learn and with everything happening, it like your focus, you need to have 100% focus to be able to start working with deities and getting into it. Like I, one of the first things I did was I have an altar in my room. I have elements, I have dirt, I have water, I have a candle to represent fire. So I keep those with me on my um table in my room or altar and you just kind of add to it like i keep crystals there i keep my rocks i keep my sage i keep everything that's supposed to protect me there mhm
0: oh that's cute do you have like a like a travel kind of like a altar that you like will bring around with you um like a pocket i guess like pocket altar right?
1: i before I switched out my bags I had like a bag of crystals that represented different things healing whatever I carry my tarot cards everywhere I would always keep sage or something to cleanse in my bag in a lighter so because you never know where you're going I've walked into the office before where I work and it's just like something was off and to cleanse it because that's your workspace you don't want to have anything on you to make it like an uncomfortable place
0: yeah
2: I think that's actually really good advice that I should even like Mm -hmm. do like you know burn like um if not sage or something else but like definitely just to clean your space like you never know where you're going and i feel like there's like a time where um even before like if i i don't know like just remember that time we went to um an old friend's like birthday and we went all the way to that house and we felt really creeped out Mm -hmm. yeah don't you remember and then i was like something's really weird in this house and like I just was so, it was the one that, it's like our bathroom picture.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And I was That like, house was, yeah, that, okay, yeah, that yeah. was off. Like, that, that it was, was off, like, the minute I walked in and I was like, oh, something's weird. Yeah. And I remember, like, um, our friends, like, some of them were, like, sleeping over and then, um, really someone we're asked. We not sleeping here. It was really creepy. Yeah, no, I was like, no, like, I just don't want to sleep here. Like, I, even though I'm in a party, why do I feel like I'm being watched?
1: Yeah, so funny you say that. The house I grew up in, and the house that my grandparents currently live in, is where it's just like you can walk in there, not knowing any history, and you'll know something is in there. And my grandparents unfortunately don't want to cleanse the house; they don't, they don't see any issue with it. But you can be like I grew up there, and I would wake up covered in scratches. My mom would come home. And in the night and would think somebody was in the kitchen so we had a kitchen where you could go around and like mm-hmm. catch them kind of how your kitchen is oh okay and nobody was there she thought it was my brother um we had a window my aunt lived next door and would see things follow my mom oh my i God. saw things things went flying in my room you would see people i saw faces in the closet i saw things uh, my grandparents refused to believe it they think it's just a bunch of like Uh funny jokes we're just trying to mess with them but there's even been days where i was sitting upstairs with my cousin and my uncle and my grandparents were in trinidad actually for family business and their door's locked can't go in obviously unless you have the key there's walking things are crashing down in their room and we're like what is going on because we're the only people in this house
2: oh my god that is so creepy and i remember one of the first times like i was getting to know you like I was like literally like sat down, like locked into your stories. And like, yeah, I know Jess is going to be like, what the hell? Because like, no, like Jess, like her stories are actually like so creepy. And I want you to like share a couple of them.
1: Yeah, I can. I'm happy to do that. Like, that's what I say when I grew up, grew up around it. It's been with me. I feel that spirits necessarily follow me wherever I go, Mm -hmm. good or bad. It doesn't like scare me because I'm so used to it. There have been times where in that same house when my mom and I used to live there she went out my brother was with my dad I think and I was home alone and we had from my room you could see the hallway nightlight and I was in my bed lights off just chilling and the nightlight went off and went back on and it was I think was a sensor one like when it gets dark and if you unplug it or whatever it's not like a switch it was a sensor one Mm -hmm. it went off and I was like it's probably tripping it's really whatever and then it went back on and then it went off For a longer period of time and it went back on and I went, Something's not right here. Because there's a point up in like there's a point where you can tell all of a sudden you're not alone and I was very uncomfortable and that's when I started speaking out. I went, Okay, keep the light on if somebody's here in this hallway or within this room. I need to know because I'm home alone. Like it's it's a scary experience, and I needed to know if I needed to book it next door to my aunt, pick up the cat and run. Mm -hmm. Stayed on. Turn light off. If you are a male, keep light on. If you're a female, light shut off.
0: Oh my
1: god! And then I started. I was like, okay, where am I going to go with this one now? And then my next question, obviously, is because am I in har- any like harm's way? I need to know if my like poltergeist... I did not know what was in there. Um, are you there to cause any physical harm? Uh, light on, yes. Light off, no. Light stayed on.
0: Oh my god! I'm actually. So and
1: I got up unplugged that light turned all the lights on upstairs called my mom and i was like i don't care where you are i need you to come home now i like cannot be here or you know what tell me where the spare key is i'm going next door and that was kind of like the first real like communication i had with something like out of this world and it was kind of like it's a very scary experience Mm -hmm. there have been times i had friends over it was like my 14th birthday and we were playing hide and seek in the house because it's winter time you can't go out and my brother's obviously home from school. My brother was like 12, sitting on the couch, eating, whatever. One of my friends went to go hide in the basement. And our basement up until like our laundry room was finished. Finished, finished basement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And lights were off. We were hiding upstairs, whatever. We were playing. She came up with my friend after we finished the game, came upstairs and went, I didn't know your brother was playing with us. And I was like, what do you mean? Dom's been sitting on the couch. I, w- I was hiding behind the couch where Dom was. And she's like. No, he wasn't. He was in the basement with me. No, stop. And I was like, dude, no. I was behind the couch where he was. Oh, my God. And she went. So nobody was in the basement with me. I went, one girl's upstairs in my room. And I was behind the couch. And Dom was there. So I don't know who you saw. She described him. And I was like. What did she describe? She described. So it kind of did sound like my brother. My brother was a little shorter. She said, like, a short, like, young boy, I guess. And she's like, well, it's dark. So I couldn't really give but she's like she, she couldn't probably give. just assumed yeah like, she just assumed because she saw somebody and like we had natural lighting coming through so i guess but she said she saw somebody and to this day she still like when to talk to her about it now years later she says yeah there was somebody with me down there and that's why i thought it was your brother oh my god that wow. i've really gone hard. through it all like i kid you not my uncle <sighs> sh- sleeps in the room that i slept in and he said one night he woke up and saw snakes coming out of his closet i can't really confirm that i didn't see it yeah but i've seen faces i've seen people in that closet so what type of faces and people have you seen um it's like interesting to describe it's not like i know some people when they describe seeing ghosts seeing spirits it's like oh they're like mid-century they're these like older century they were pretty modern and the way that i could tell was i kept my closet door cracked and i saw this white thing looking at me and i was not i didn't have any white shirts which is how i knew that something was in there and i saw eyes nose and a mouth like you know think of you know a uh, uh, scene in the shining where you just see his eyes like you just see him peeping through the bathroom like when the he, bathroom, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it was like that you or like if you're peeping and you see somebody it was like that and i shot up out of bed went into my mom's room and i'm like i'm not doing this oh my god i was having night terrors Aww. to the point where i was like in that house i was having night terrors to where i was seeing like really really mess of things and i had to go talk to somebody like professional about it because what I was seeing that like, I didn't know how to describe um mm-hmm. yeah and I would wake up covered in bruises and scratches and like marks of three so oh my
2: God. how come uh you never try to attempt to sage or cleanse the space without your
1: grandparents knowing I think now like before I wasn't ever into anything like what I am now but even now it's My grandparents don't really want us wandering through the house, and I don't really go there as often. I've spoken to them about it, or at least getting somebody in the house to bless it, if it's a priest, whoever it may be. They show no interest. They just think it's a bunch of, like, jokes. They say, Oh, why would you do that? Why would you smell up the house? It's not worth it. There's smoke everywhere. You're going to set off the alarm. So they're not interested in... And they never experienced anything? Like... Well, they think it's just coming with old age that, oh, I I knocked something over and I didn't even realize... Or oh, uh, he's walking hard upstairs. You know, my grandfather is really in the dining room. My grandmother doesn't know, so I think they're like closed off to it. And also, they grew up in the Caribbean, so this kind of stuff is not uh, oh. normal. So it's kind of yeah. just like they put up with it, but they don't want it in their house.
2: Hmm. Do you know what? Um, if you're comfortable speaking about it, like what's been like the scariest,
1: like experience you've ever encountered? Mm -hmm. I would say the one with the nightlight was pretty scary but I have woken up before and this was in this house that I live in currently Mm -hmm. and I think I had a friend over and she was sleeping in the bed with me she looked at me I had scratches from like the bottom of my eyebrow down to about like underneath my uh, collarbone and we didn't know where they came from The cats don't sleep in the room with us when I have people over mm-hmm. Just for like everybody comfort- like, being comfortable But I woke up and we didn't know what it was And then the next night uh, when she was gone I woke up in the middle of the night and it's just a feeling. And I was like, I had to sit up and turn my lights on because I, something was in my room and it was angry and I could tell. And I was like on the verge of a panic attack and it was maybe three something in the morning. Oh my God. And I That's was like, demon hours. Exactly. And I sat up and I said, you need to leave. I, You're not welcome. You need to leave. And I could not go back to sleep. I had to talk it out. Like, it sounds weird when you say it, but when you're in that situation, it's just, I was covered in scratches that didn't come from my cats or my friend who would have possibly scratched me in my sleep Yeah. Um, and I wake up the next night at 3 in the morning and there's something in my room and I know that there's something there because it just felt so uncomfortable Um, another one was I was maybe 14 sleeping at my grandparents and I woke up in the middle of the night and I could not move and it wasn't like sleep paralysis because I was fully awake but something there was a pressure on me and you can even see an indent in my blanket where it was and I could not move and oh I was oh I, God, I didn't know what to do I was like oh I it's probably I'm just having a rough night but no like you can see the way that my bed was it was really weird I'm, I guess I would say I'm a weird sleeper because I was sleeping straight and half my bed was untouched and you could see the divot like if somebody were to sit on your bed and then get up it was that but nobody was there I had I didn't share a room with anybody
2: Oh my god! And I couldn't
1: breathe and there was pressure on me. And I, was- I knew
2: a girl that actually had something similar to her like that. Like she shared it in my, uh, one of my lectures mm-hmm. and cause, uh, it was a speech class and she decided to share that like this one story. Yeah. And, um, she had said that she lived in a haunted house before, like, you know, like you hear the door open, close at night and mm-hmm. like footsteps and then I think it was a good spirit, she said. And then one day she was having night terrors and she called her mom, and she was still had her eyes closed because she was like sick and fever and like really bad. Mm-hmm. And she said she felt like someone rubbing on her back. Yeah. And she and she felt like the the bed, like yeah, same thing, like Dip as it dipped down, like as if someone was sitting on it, like the pressure of it, and someone was rubbing her back. And then when she felt better, she turned around and nobody was there, and yeah. she saw like a divot like lifted and yeah. she was like oh yeah and like it, it realized this like, comforting spirit was actually just like helping her and it wasn't her mom at like,
1: all like even now I the house that I live in I've lived in it for three and a half years mm-hmm. I refuse and our basement here is unfinished I refuse the second that sun goes down to be in that basement by myself because do you
0: feel like maybe something like followed you or is like attached to you maybe yeah
1: Well, I think that, but also like even like going into hexing for a second, uh, the person my mom dated before my stepdad, his mom was, I wouldn't say into witchcraft, into whatever, but every religion has their own form of hexing. And we think that's exactly what they did, because right after they split, all of this like intensified by 10. And Mm. there have been times like, for example, he was a heavy weed smoker and no one at home smokes. Uh, my room all of a sudden reeked of weed in my mom's room and we were, I don't have it in the house. My mom doesn't have it in the house. Where is it coming from? And it followed. We walked downstairs and that smell followed you. My brother went into my room after I left and he said it doesn't smell like anything. And it's just little things like that and that these people follow us. And I think in that basement, I cannot be in there by myself or I will literally have a panic attack. It's that bad because if my back is turned to the door, like I will go downstairs, our pantry's downstairs. And I will take those steps by three up and I will not turn my back because I'm scared. Like, I'm mortified that I will turn and I will see a shadow. I will see somebody standing there.
2: Oh and it, my God. it's
1: like terrifying to be down there by yourself because there's definitely something there.
2: Yeah. Has your brother like experienced anything? My
1: brother, yes. Um, just little things like he's seen m- black masses wa- like move by or he's had stuff that were propped up, go flying across the room and it's just uncomfortable because he doesn't know what it is. A lot of this stuff happened when he was younger Mm. but now he gets really bad sleep paralysis. Oh no. no, no. So he's he he tries to make light of the situation. He likes to say that a sleep paralysis demon is shack because it's this like seven foot shadow in his room. He's trying to make light of it, but he and like he turns to me for a lot of like analysis on what his dreams mean and what does this mean? Why is he having it? But in his room now he has like little weird things like the door we have sliding closet doors and it'll like Mm -hmm. creak open or like little things just go tipping over and falling oh my
0: god
1: but he doesn't look into it as much as i do like i like to like look into that and figure out why it's happening who's here what's the reason Yeah.
0: yeah and like have you ever thought of maybe doing like um a reverse to like reverse hex if maybe there was a hex like trying to undo that
1: I've considered it it's just I know that so many things can go wrong and I don't want to worsen the situation like you know how Mm. you hear stories of people buying like a haunted property they tear they rip it apart and rebuild it and things are 10 times worse yeah I'm like Mm. worried that that would be the situation with this I don't want to anger anything because things are already mad as it is yeah and I don't want to anger or feel like I'm disrespecting anybody because essentially like realistically they were there before me I'm living in their space and I try to keep a level of respect but if it gets really bad that's when I have to like put my foot down I've considered it it's just I haven't dabbled into it too much so I'm I don't as somebody who's unexperienced mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. cast a hex and yeah that I makes guess, sense
0: like, I guess like also going off of that do you tend to like practice on your own or do you like know any other witches that you've like ever like practice with or like not I guess like like a coven but like or s- people that yeah. you kind of like well my that also. best
1: friend in high school she and i kind of got into it together mm-hmm. and as i spent i like practically lived at her house throughout my last year of high school and i her mom was a practicing witch oh. so i had the support there you would walk into her kitchen. Her like, They had their cards pulled for the day on the kitchen. They had an altar as you walked in. Oh, they had an altar upstairs. So That's really cute. She was a practicing witch, too. Um, obviously, more experienced than the both of us. So It was kind of like having someone of higher authority to kind of teach you and explain to you and kind of be your guide when you're learning.
2: Yeah. That's really cute. Mm. Aww. I feel like I'll be like that type of mom. Wow. That's like so supporting. Like, yeah, I love and she that. She was really
1: cool. She said, like don't dab like she even went as far as to gift her daughter a ouija board and oh you, my god uh, i would never but like ouija boards obviously are a little like very you have to be very careful with them mm, yeah. we found out later it wasn't a real one because the last letter wasn't on it and that's okay. what differentiates a real ouija board to a fake one if you have mm-hmm. every letter but if you're missing a letter it's not a real ouija board yeah and it won't do anything but mm-hmm. she trusted her daughter enough that should you need it you can have it and that's how you, you have to gift a ouija board that's it's like the uh, tarot. Like tarot card. Yeah. yeah.
2: Have you ever done the Ouija board?
1: Yeah. And how is that? It's an interesting experience. Um, I don't recommend it for anybody who's like looking to play. Like it has to be serious because yeah. you hear so many stories of people playing with a Ouija board and bringing these opening up like a portal in their house and things just go wrong and you can't get rid of them. You need to enlist in somebody to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were curious. I did my research before and I've used a Ouija board um it is a weird experience because you don't know who you're talking to and it's recommended not to say oh um am i speaking to blank and give a name because that's how people or spirits can then mask themselves as this person and pretend to be this person but they can be you know you can be talking to a demonic entity at that point as opposed to a spirit of your Mm -hmm. passed on grandparent or your friend who's passed on
2: Mm -hmm. have you when you used it um do you know who you were talking to or like what was the story behind that
1: we were trying to talk to my mom's grandfather my mom was Mm. very close to her grandfather and like she she talks about him a lot like we don't really celebrate christmas at home because like he passed right before christmas Mm. so i was curious and i did my research and we tried to reach out we didn't get much of an answer because it was hard we got his name and we were trying to ask questions but they were so it was difficult to communicate so we decided after a couple questions just end it we don't really know what we're getting into we were able to connect hopefully with the person that we were looking to connect with but we asked a couple questions oh what is your granddaughter's name spell it out got her name and then after a couple questions we decided to end it
0: yeah Mm,
2: see like i feel like i wouldn't be able to do the ouija board just because like I feel like I'm such a sensitive person in the sense that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I would attract something just because I'm like just a super sensitive person, yeah. and like I feel like well, it. Well, it's also
1: something you don't want to do if you're like at a low point in your life because they attach yeah. to you, so exactly. you have to make sure like y- if you're gonna do it, you're in the perfect mindset to do it. Yeah, yeah
2: like even like I've experienced like sleep paralysis and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Like experienced like three times maybe four the first time was when back then i was like um i had no idea what sleep paralysis was even Mm -hmm. a thing i was like 15 and i used to share a room with my brother and um he was in the top bunk and i was at the bottom Mm -hmm. and i remember i woke up and i was face like facing down my face whatever and uh someone was on top of me and like pushing me down yeah and i was like i can't breathe and then i started panicking and i saw from the corner of my room like someone like coming closer yeah like a black shadow Mm -hmm. like walking and i was like trying to call out for my brother and i was like like my mouth was moving but no voice yeah and i was like crying and i was like oh my god i'm literally dying and my brother's just sleeping and like there's nothing he can do Mm-hmm. and i finally like i don't know i think at the time obviously um i just started praying like literally praying the our father and i remember that was like the longest time i haven't prayed and i just like recited it over and over and over again and then yeah. it finally went away and then i asked my mom and my mom's like oh just ignore it like because she didn't want to like talk about it or feed into it because she's like oh what happens if something is there And then I remember I had another sleep paralysis where um, I had a black cat like it wasn't bad, but I saw a black cat on top of me and like its tail was on my face. And I was like, I don't fucking own a cat. And I was like so freaked out Mm -hmm. and I closed my eyes. And I felt the cat just, like, walk well, all yeah. over me and, like, its tail. And I was, like, ew. Like, I was, like, because I wasn't used to cats and, like, how they how they are. Like, I didn't grow up with any cats. I didn't mm-hmm. know anybody with any cats. So, like, I was f- so freaked out and I finally opened up my eyes again and it was gone. But, like, it was so real. Yeah. So, so real. And then, like, one of, the, like, the most recent times was I was sleeping with someone and um i thought their mom came in and i saw their mom looking down at me when i I woke up and i was like oh like is that you and like they weren't speaking to me and i like obviously like i wear glasses and i can't see without them or whatever and hair was dripping over me and i was like looking closer and i was like oh that's not your mom oh my god that's not your mom and i was freaking out and i was like crying again
0: yeah
2: and it was like such an ugly face like Mm -hmm. and their hair was like oh like damped and muddy and like I don't know it was like touching me and I was like freaking out yeah and like those are the only times and then maybe one time kind of like you like I saw someone in my closet and I was like um yeah you're not welcomed and but- I turned around and I tried to go sleep <laughs>
1: yeah I've been lucky enough that I haven't experienced sleep paralysis like just in general I've been lucky enough that if I wake up like I f- I'm fully awake and whatever is there I confront it like that
2: see like i don't know and like the most recent time too like i had like but it was such an odd like i had a really odd dream Mm -hmm. it was like a night terror and it was kind of like i had astral projection in it yeah and it was a mixed like i heard all my friends voices tuning in and out like a radio Hmm. like i heard a radio and i was still awake and i couldn't i couldn't sleep and i heard um i heard my friend Alice's voice i heard i remember i heard your voice and I think I might have heard like Bruno's voice, mm-hmm. like tuning in and out, like, like someone talking to me, like, but it was like their voice, but not them speaking. Yeah. And I knew it was like, they were masking themselves, like oh as my, my, as my friends, like just trying to talk to me. And it was like during a time that someone gave me like, um, what do you call it? Like a spray from a witch that they knew that they didn't want anymore. And they gave it to me. And like I was wearing, I was wearing the spray all the time because it was so, it smelled so good. And I was like, oh, like, um, it smelled like lavender. And they're like, oh, I don't wear it anymore. Like, do you want it? Like, here, I'll just give it to you. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll wear it. Like, I thought it was just so pretty. And during that time, I was getting so many night terrors and like, and so many weird dreams that i felt so uncomfortable and like i knew something so dark was like following me mm-hmm. that's um, like
1: people who like if they're in a graveyard and find like a penny or a coin on the ground and take it home with them and they experience all these things cuz like why would you take something from a graveyard realistically why would you go yeah. there and decide in this area i'm going to take this even if it's a coin on the ground i would not be bringing that home
2: yeah and like during that night i remember the next day i called my mom and i was like um or no i texted my mom that night after my dream because i knew my mom was religious i wasn't but i asked her like can you just pray for me tonight like something's wrong mm-hmm. like i was Aww. just scared like i remember i like jess i was so scared i don't I think know, i, I remember, told you that no, i
0: remember you telling me about like the spray and like there was something like off and yeah like some weird like weird dream i remember you telling me about that yeah and I, that
2: night terror i called i think i tried calling my mom and then i texted her i'm like can you please pray for me and then she's like oh i already did like i woke up yeah she says she woke up in the middle of the night and she's like is daniela okay because and i remember she texted me back she's like oh my god i just woke up thinking about you and like maybe it was just a coincidence but i don't know like at the same time like because my family's always been so spiritual and like they do know about all the world of like witchcraft and like mm-hmm. stuff like that like my grandma's always said oh like you know like our family's like always been gifted or like stuff yeah. like that intuition and, um, yeah intuition that um my mom just woke up and she's like no and also because like i guess when you're a mom like and if something's wrong like you just kind of know I yeah heard. like like mom's always just know For that sure. something's wrong and i just i just had such a i have such a strong connection with my mom that she was like
1: she immediately knew something was wrong
2: yeah and i was like no like i like i had such a bad and that was like the worst nightmare i probably like had in so so long and to this mm-hmm. day like i haven't had something like that until like my mom threw it out yeah. like because she she says she went into my room when i wasn't there and she's looking in my room she's like what's wrong
1: like something's wrong something's off in here yeah
2: yeah and then she said that she looked immediately and she saw the spray just sitting on my vanity and she just grabbed it and she's like no like i need to throw this out like something's wrong and i used to like insist i'm like no don't throw it out like it smells so good but she's like no like mm-hmm. you don't know who owned this and i was like yeah you're right i was pretty naive so i yeah. just i'm like oh it smells like lavender like <laughs> like you know So, yeah. I'm
0: surprised you wouldn't have, like, gotten rid of that yourself, to be honest. Uh,
2: It smelled so good, honestly. That's why. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Like, that was, like, this was, like, back in
2: March, too. Oh, so it was, like, recent. Yeah. Like, this was, like, back in March. So I didn't really know anything. Like, I was like, sure. I'll do it. Yeah. And, like, someone that gifted it to me, like, he was, like, nice. Like, you know like i didn't think that like like you trusted them you didn't think they're gonna put you in harm's way yeah like i didn't think of anything of it maybe i don't know or maybe like he had it and he just didn't like it or maybe he is experiencing the same thing and he's like oh i'll just get rid of it now
0: if that was the case and he just like something bad was happening to him and then he got rid of it and gave it to you that's kind of like i don't know why now that i think
2: about it i'm not really sure but Mm -hmm. i highly doubt he would ever do anything but Yeah. yeah But I mean, yeah, that's that.
0: Um, so Bella, I kind of like been waiting to ask you, um, if you had anything kind of. So Halloween is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from like videos I've watched and like of of witches talking about like, um, you know, celebrating um, So-in, which is Halloween. You guys call it Soen. Yeah. Um, and they're like, it's a good time to do like divination um and you know it's kind of like when the veil is at its thinnest Mm -hmm. and um also I was like wondering do you have like anything you're planning to do even if it's like small because obviously like you don't want to try and do something like a ritual whatever yeah
1: and it's like interesting because I will probably meet up safely with somebody that I know that practices or my friends that practice and come together and kind of have our own like little ritual because it's a very Like, it's an important day. It's the same thing, like, when there's a full moon or a harvest moon or a blood moon. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not too sure if that'll go over this year just because of everything happening. But, like, essentially, I'm usually always with my practicing friends on Halloween to at least be together and kind of spend that, like, time together. That's so cute. Would
0: you guys consider yourselves a coven or not really?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say it's a coven. Like, I, I don't know what would, like, classify as a coven.
2: Well, because like, like how Isn't many- it like a coven, like, basically, like, just, which is, like, they're in a group together?
1: Yeah, but it's, like, even so, I guess, I wouldn't consider us a coven because, like, we barely see each other anymore. Yeah. And so then we, like, barely, barely contact anymore. So, it's kind of, like, we're on our own at this point.
2: Oh. So, I
1: guess if, like, you were to ask me this question maybe a year and a half ago, I'd say definitely. But now, maybe not so much.
2: Mm. Would you be interested in, in, like, if you had, like, more practicing friends that you see more often, would you is that something that you would want yeah i
1: think definitely i think it's good to i would definitely want that because it's like you have a support system now you have a group that are going through the same things as you are that yeah it's like just a big like support system
2: Hmm. like jess and i did like um a full moon ritual and that was like the one of the cutest things i ever done honestly mm-hmm.
0: yeah so usually i i do it like by myself um because like it's I just so happened to be by myself mm-hmm. but uh Danny was over at my house and so I was like let's do it let's do it together and it was actually like I was, after it was done we kind of like looked at each other and we're like I feel so good after that don't you and she's like yeah I do yeah, yeah that's cute like I don't it know was- it was just really calming and like it felt we felt like we just felt lighter
2: mm-hmm. I felt lighter and I was just like oh like that just felt like so good and like even you, you even you said you're like, "Oh, I think that was the best like ritual I've done." Yeah. Like out of the other ones that you're alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, "Oh, like I definitely want to do this again." And yeah. I think like um this October it's like double werewolf, so there's going to be a full moon on Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So definitely want to do something like that again.
0: Mhm so you didn't have anything really specific planned then you're kind of just like want to celebrate you know like yeah
1: just like get together even if it's just like I see somebody or a zoom call or whatever it may be just to at least spend it with people that like are in the same spiritual situation as me just so it's like you can connect with them you can speak you can do whatever like we plan to do like as of right now there are no plans just because we don't know what's happening yeah but like in general just to have somebody who's going through it the same spiritual like growth as me and just spend it with them hmm
2: mm-hmm. yeah um, do you have TikTok downloaded? Yeah. <laughs> are you on Witch Talk?
1: Uh, no, but I do see it sometimes. Oh my god, I feel like
2: that. Um, it's always on my for your P- for your. Oh my goodness, it speak for you page. Yeah. FYP. FYP. Yeah. Like I
1: see it definitely. I see it all the time, and you know, like what not to do and what to do for like people like me who are still learning and practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it often just because I'm on my tiktok for you page is completely different but uh -hmm. yeah i do see it quite like every now and then and it's interesting and i do take notes and i like keep them saved aside elsewhere so should i ever need to refer back to it i can always refer back yeah honestly like i feel like um i think
2: it like i'm not gonna lie like tiktok like kind of made me more interested Mm -hmm. into like witchcraft like i was always really like already interested but i didn't really like do any research on it but then when i saw people like practicing and just like sharing stories on just tiktok or just talking about their crystals and i was like oh like that's yeah. so cute like and then i started slowly like getting into it and like reading about it and like slowly and slowly i just like been like oh maybe i'll buy this and that like yeah. maybe in the future I just haven't done it so
1: i think that tiktok helped open up like this realm that not all witches are like these crazy you know cauldron broomstick that you see in movies or like different perceptions. Um, I think it kind of helped to show that it's like a modern lifestyle and it's not tracing, like it's not Salem witch trials. Like that's not what it is. It's people do this to benefit themselves. People do spiritual healings. Like I and in- had my cousin come over one day in February, my cat was sick
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: couldn't walk. He wasn't eating. Um, he was weak and I was like, this is it. This is the end. I need to prepare to say goodbye. And I called my cousin and she said, I will, and she lives in Toronto, came down to where I live, which is about an hour drive spent Mm -hmm. the day with him next day he was like at least walking and going to the litter by himself where he couldn't do that before I had to carry him everywhere so like Mm -hmm. that's like a big part of it is that it's like it's healing without like going through I don't know how to like a medical way it's like just believe like just spiritual healing I think is very good for like the soul
0: yeah I agree I agree um did you hear about uh like baby witches that apparently hex the the moon oh my (laughs) god i
1: was gonna bring that up earlier yes and it made me very very because the moon plays a big role in when you're doing your rituals it's a very like the moon is very important and i think these it's like people who got ahead of themselves which is why i don't want to dabble in hexing because like you could do anything wrong Mm -hmm. and these girls i remember reading about it and i was like why would you go and do that why would you do that like yeah. i think it was one of the stupidest things that i read like did they say why no i didn't see a reason why i just saw it everywhere tiktok twitter like online it was like out of all things to hex really the moon like i heard that was fake i don't know like i well, don't that's know that's the thing this it's like you need like to actually hear it from themselves because they could just say oh well my coven and i'm using our quotes very very loosely um hex the moon because we have that much power and we're that experienced, but in reality they probably didn't do anything
2: yeah yeah have you met anyone that's been like kind of inexperienced and kind of got ahead of themselves or like you kind of been annoyed
1: with like yes i've had i've met people who you know like the people who kind of hop on trends because it's cool yeah Yeah. And I've met people like that where they think that it's like a light matter that they can just pick up and they think, oh, I'm so cool because I have a deck of tarot cards. And because I like I, you know, I love a full moon. I think full moons are so cool. It's like I think there's it's deeper than that. And like you need to know a history behind it. It's like with every religion, if you convert, you need to at least I feel know a little bit about it just so you know what you're getting into. And it's just people because of like what they see because of social media. I think this is the one (laughs) downside. They think that seeing it in a TikTok video is enough to know what they're doing and they want, oh, I've already cast three hexes and a love spell, but you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know the severity of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's one thing with with TikTok that was kind of... (laughs) I guess, yeah, like, bad. Was, like, the one uh, downside of it, yeah. Yeah, is that everyone is just kind of like, oh, this looks like a fun thing to try out, All so why not? And everybody's a witch. Yeah, but, like, no one is actually kind of, like, you know, like, reading, and, like, you said, like, looking into history, and, and before you try and do anything, like, obviously you need to understand, like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, why are you doing it? And, like, how are you supposed to go about it's like doing this, it?
1: It's the same thing with voodoo. People think that they can just do it, but it's like, if you mess up, you mess up big time.
2: Yeah. What's um like I know about voodoo but I'm not really like educated about it. Like what is it? And like I only know what's like in the media like there's like the doll and then you play like Yeah, voodoo you know, dolls so. are
1: like a little interesting to learn about because like essentially you can make a voodoo doll like this will sound really weird when I say it and I'm going to apologize now. If I you cut your hair and you didn't throw it out properly and I just happened to find it and I was able to create a voodoo doll with that. I kind of have control over you now oh Uh, when I cut my hair I did not throw it out because I don't want it I don't want anyone getting hold of it so what did you do I just have it tied up I don't want it like it's put away it's not just out in my room like this is just here it's something I don't feel comfortable getting rid of because like I've looked into voodoo like I know what voodoo is but knowing that like anything that has like DNA Mm -hmm. i've like refused to throw out i've never when i get my hair cut like and i've chopped my hair multiple times uh we don't throw it out
0: but do you go to like a
1: salon to get your hair done well no if i cut my own hair or like my aunt is a hairdresser and she'll braid my hair cut it and we take the braid wow i like almost Mm -hmm. refuse to let my hair go in the garbage and even if it like gets to the point where it does we like the what i do to protect it so if it's just an so nobody can cut it open and take it and run with it it's like a lot like if you would look at it and think it's excessive but like on my end it's just i don't want anyone getting a hold of my hair i don't want anyone having it because i don't want anybody to turn it into something that can potentially ruin me
2: what are other things that you can use um, with voodoo dolls that are not just hair
1: clothes if you if you slept over at my house and then you pissed me off and i happen to have one of your articles of clothing i was going to make a joke about the intro but i'm choosing not to (laughs) oh my god sake um (laughs) if you had a piece of clothing and you texted me and you you pissed me off that shirt i can ease you wore it last i can turn it into a voodoo doll so
2: then now i'm thinking about like thrifting now
1: well like thrifting it's also like i think it's different if you like clean the clothes before and after like when they thrift they like obviously clean it all because you don't want to be wearing someone's dirty clothes um like i thrift a lot a lot of my stuff is thrifted so i take precaution with that wash it when i get home make sure like those are just general precautions but even so i think voodoo is like if you wore it last and you left it somewhere with somebody who's mad at you Mm. that's kind of how it is because it was on you last if i wore this and i left it at your place and you were like oh i'm so mad at her i want to get back at her you could easily turn my stuff into something to perform voodoo with but if i left i bought a new shirt and i left it on your couch you can't turn that into a voodoo doll because it's never been on me it's never been worn by me
2: damn so do you know anyone that's like been uh i don't want to say turn into a voodoo doll or like do you know any personal experiences with voodoo?
1: Mm, voodoo dolls, not necessarily. Like, I hear stories. Like, I know stories of, like, just tales of voodoo and what people have done. Um, mm. Like, one of them that I remember was... I don't remember what the relationship was. Mat- somebody mad at another person, had a little doll, and had a piece of rotting pork. And as that pork rotted, the person got sick. And as this, when that pork was gone, the person ended up dying. <gasps>
2: oh my god but it's
1: just like personally no i do have a very big interest for it like i do really want to travel to new orleans when it's safe to travel Mm -hmm. yeah
0: i want to go to new orleans so if you need somebody to go with you i will happily go i want to
1: go and i want to experience it not voodoo obviously but i want to experience the scene firsthand and see yeah like i think it's always good to go in with an open mind if you meet like a witch doctor maybe be a little cautious but like, okay, for example, I think voodoo has a better representation in movies than, um, like, witchcraft does. Like, when I think voodoo, I think of *Princess and the Frog*. You had a witch doctor who was performing voodoo, and it was fairly accurate for the most part. It's still a kids' movie, but he still was able to. It was you. Basically, the general idea was that if you mess with the wrong person, you mess with the wrong voodoo. Something bad's gonna happen to you, and that's essentially what happened. And it showed it in a very, like, I think, uh, educational light because they messed with voodoo, their lives were ruined, and then they, once they got it back, the person that did this to them, it came back and it bit them in the ass. So I think, like, that was a good representation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, like, I don't think I could ever, like, make a voodoo
1: doll.
0: I think that's It really takes weird. a lot of
1: hate to have to, like, go to that extent.
0: Yeah. Like And, like, what you don't want to ever be, like, feeling that way towards someone you don't want that on your conscience
1: either like imagine you're the reason somebody's life is going down the drain because you took your anger out and put it in a doll of them and like that's so messed up exactly like it's something that if you do do that i don't know where like your head is it's probably definitely not in a good place to be able to feel okay that you're so angry instead of resolving or just cutting ties that you're going to then make their life like a living hell
2: yeah Mm. oh my gosh I'm just thinking about it and I just kind of got like weird goosebumps cuz I didn't really like consider voodoo dolls. Like I like I'm like I didn't even really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I used
0: to have two voodoo dolls. I
1: used to have one too. And oh. I kept
0: them like under my bed. Weird, I know. But I didn't I do didn't anything with them. They were cute. They were like my two like cute voodoo dolls and I just like kept them and like I yeah. would play with them sometimes, but like it wasn't like anything of like someone's like piece you of clothing. didn't think of anyone no no no. they were just like they were just like cute little
1: voodoo dolls yeah my mm-hmm. cousin got me one for my birthday it was a cute little voodoo doll obviously not a real one um and i actually still have it so
2: yeah it's cute well how do you know what's what's a real one and what's a fake one
1: i would classify like buying like a real one would either be you make it yourself through like the process or you buy it from like a witch doctor that's what i would consider real this one was a little plushy like voodoo doll with like stitched eyes and oh. you know like a stitched smile so like i knew it was no harm like, it wouldn't cause harm being in the house it's like a toy yeah but if you go like i know there are witch stores in toronto you can go buy one from there probably they're like if you got one from a witch or from a witch doctor then you know it's like serious business yeah, yeah.
2: have you met any witch that you're kind of like oh like you're not that like you're kind of not that good like you have like bad energy around you
1: um i guess the person that i originally did start with i we cut ties but it's just like i don't know i don't know if it's because we were too different of people or we were always clashing just something wasn't right which is why i said okay this needs to end
2: Mm -hmm. and thankfully
1: there's been like no bad blood in between because that would be really upsetting if you're a witch and you're angry at somebody but thankfully things have been okay it's just we don't really talk anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a growing experience, though. That's how you need to learn. If somebody exactly. came up to me and they said that they were practicing witch and I felt nothing but bad, I wouldn't want to associate myself with them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we paused for a second. And we were talking on, like, break. But we talked about, sa- like, Satanism. Yeah. And, like, Satanist. And quickly, I kind of wanted to, like, we- what we were saying about Satanist and how also maybe... the The perception of satanism is
1: it's bad because people associate like you look at christianity satan is bad satan is devil you don't want to associate him you want to associate with jesus um i think people need to realize again satanism as bad as it may sound like it's not something you oh yeah you don't want your kid coming to you and be like hey mom i'm a satanist because what does that entail it's kind of just like it's not devil worship it's just you're you're anti-Jesus is essentially what it is because I did research it. I was curious mm-hmm. the same way that like you do have like the de- oh, fuck, I don't know what it's called actually satanic Bible. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, the same okay. way that the church has you don't want to turn into this evil person. You don't want to follow in the way of Satan or Lucifer or any of these bad people. It's literally the same thing. Well, if they can do it, why can't we just reverse essentially is what it is and it's kinda of just pretty much like Fuck the church is essentially what Satanism is. Yeah. It's not like, well, we, you know, have a ritual and eat a baby it's not eating a baby. It's not like sacrificing a pig heart. It's none of that. Um I think it's just again, people have this perception because you hear the word Satan in it, you think, Oh God, this person must be like the worst of the worst. Like very, very evil these crazy, crazy people. But it's not. Like, yeah, they have some interesting rituals When you go to a satanic ritual, they don't have an altar like they do at a church. Their altar is a naked woman. So they're very different things, but that's what they believe in and that's what they practice. So to them, it's not weird. It's a naked woman.
0: I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I had no idea
2: about that either. It's a naked woman. So wait, how does they just lie on a table? Yep. Just naked? Yep. And they just stay there like the whole
1: time? Like no clothes? What do they do? No clothes like naked? Like (laughs) 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 Naked well they they act as the altar like i don't i that's as much as i learned about it in my classes that (laughs) my apps class back in when i learned about witchcraft and whatnot Mm -hmm. that yeah it's that's their altar it's just a naked woman just kind of laying on a table like imagine you had a naked woman right in front of you here that is the satanic altar
0: huh i don't know how
1: it works because i don't really think you can hold much on a woman's nude body but like you'd be surprised i was just about to say that yeah, <laughs> I would. I don't like know I mean, that. it's a
0: flat surface. Yeah, okay. I mean, something every day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. We gotta sked off for a second. Wait, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: um interesting like realistically going back to that how are you gonna put a candle on a naked woman's body
0: yeah i don't think you don't
1: i think I oh I, I mean know. if you it's probably, like if a, little, they it's a little candle
0: like a little tea light I think candle. i don't think they're her. using
1: tea lights in a satanic ceremony <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think it's that
0: but yeah what makes jesus like good and righteous and well, lucifer evil and
1: that's what i say i think like here's the thing that i have like the problem i have with religion as a whole is like how do you know this man was a good man you have a book written about this person in a good lighting but like how do you know that what they were doing is what they were doing you weren't around when it happened sure Mm -hmm. they could have been a real person but how do you know that jesus was able to feed what was it a thousand people with three loaves of bread and two fish or whatever it was how do you oh, know yeah, that happened? That story, yeah, I How do you know that he was able to do that? How do you know he, like, gave sight to a blind man? You don't know this. And that's the problem I have with religion. It's just like... A story. It's a story because I remember, like, and this will sound like such an asshole thing to say, but my mom told me, my mom is a Muslim, and she said to us as a kid, you can't eat... Like, the big thing with us is my brother and I are also half Italian, so my grandparents cook a lot of pork.
2: Mm, we could mm-hmm. never
1: eat it. Um, because of her views and beliefs. And I said, Well, hold on a second. I was baptized. I, I don't understand it. She said, Well, when you were born, the doctors didn't touch you. Your grandfather was the first person to hold you, and he read a verse from the Quran in your ear. And I immediately was like, Well, hold on a second. How does that make a religion? Because if I really wanted to, and I was a real asshole when I was younger, too, I said, What if I, when I have a kid, the doctor picks up a book like Harry Potter and reads them a verse? Then what? Like, you can't tell me that because I think that's, like, you need to, it's a, like, I always say it, I think religion is a calling. Yeah, it is. So, I didn't understand that. And it's, like, also, I don't believe, how do I know that what I'm getting into, how do I know that what's written in this book is true? Yeah.
2: Well, a lot of, like, um, the Bible, I think it's, like, a lot of cautionary tales, you know? Yeah.
1: For that time, like, It's not to be taken literally. I think at this point, the Bible is just, like, a form of people to, like people don't use the bible for religious purpose anymore it's it's almost like an item of hate for anybody different i think that's a problem because if you talk to somebody who doesn't have the same views as you well the bible said well show me where and then i guess i'll believe if you can show me directly where then okay
2: yeah and i find that my family tends to um they'll quote the bible but they'll quote like there's a story yeah but they'll pick one verse that'll benefit them and i'm like well what about the rest of it yeah yeah and i've told them that and i'm like you literally chose like one verse out of the whole story like that doesn't make sense like the whole story is about let's say forgiveness or something and they chose something to really, like you know help them in their benefit I'm like that's not exactly what it means like, exactly you're taking like a part of the story and using it for your own and that's why like you know. turn
1: like when i look at satanism it's like well how do we know nobody was there nobody knows if what had like what happened nobody knows why or why he's depicted as a bad person it's the same way nobody knows why jesus is depicted as you know a god among men and it's just like and i think the problem with growing up in the catholic school system is that you're taught that there's no other way to believe and like think other than what would jesus do and have like a christ like christ in your head at all times which was a big problem growing up because I obviously grew up with my parents being two different religions so what I was taught was I can't if I wanted to I can't take after my mom's religion like my little cousin grew up a Catholic she was baptized she had her first communion went to Sunday school and went to Catholic school up until grade seven she converted to Islam and her dad we were like unfortunately your dad grew up that catholicism is the only way and we don't know how you're he's going to take this because now he needs to create a different diet for her he mm-hmm. needs to respect her in a different way if she chooses to be modest and cover up like he can't like be rude about it or make inappropriate or racist comments and like unfortunately that's just like that's what i think is a problem with like going into a catholic school system is that you're taught no other way is okay yeah
2: i agree with that and i think like i don't know I feel like my family is like super like that yeah i'm just kind of like oh like mm-hmm. anything else is like um even at, like i didn't do the sign of the cross yeah and when we were praying at the table and i was like oh why don't you do it and i was like oh because i don't believe in it right now i'm not practicing that religion and they're like oh really so like what are you practicing
1: and it's almost like insulting to them
2: yeah and that's exactly and, like, what rude. they said
1: and then i was like don't worry about it that's that was my nonna though if i did not like if you took a tour through her house you'd feel like you were in almost like a mini church every room had a different version of the crucifixion scene with jesus up on the cross mm-hmm. uh, the room my brother slept in you know like when you get like blown out pictures of like your graduation and this and that like really big pictures like they're yeah. huge. jesus and oh. it had the light even to so plug in like it definitely belonged to a church oh wow and she would have the candles of the saints and every night she in her front yard she has the virgin mary and you cannot i went to go see her after not speaking to her for 10 years oh wow and i did not know i was going until last minute this was like last summer or the summer before uh little did i know i had earrings that had pentacles on them i had a choker that had a pentagram on it um your Nunna was
0: probably like my
1: Nunna, thank god when my my uncle said we're gonna go visit them and i was like i'm not dressed to go visit my christian grandparents earrings thankfully came off i was hoping that she couldn't she really see, so she didn't see the choker. The biggest problem to her was my piercing on my nose, but thankfully, like she didn't really clue in. Cause how am I going to explain to that to the woman that raised me that I don't believe in God? How yeah. am I going to explain that to her? No, I see what you
0: mean.
2: Yeah. Um. One of our last questions now is like, what is?
0: um Any advice? Yeah. Any- for like, I know you said you're still a baby witch, mm-hmm. but if you could give even someone maybe that is less experienced any advice on how to go about um their their practice and what like what would you say to them I guess Um, and I guess like also if they kind of like you said you went through a period where you would kind of like tone it down a bit and then you just felt called back to it because I Mm -hmm. guess people think like maybe if they stop then or they they're not doing enough to to yeah to be considered like you know like spiritual they're not being spiritual enough so
1: I think the good thing about practicing witchcraft is I can talk to somebody who's been doing it. I've met somebody who's been doing it for like 30, 40 years. And I explain that I'm new to this and they don't look at you in any way that you're lesser than them. They appreciate that you're learning. I think my advice would be take your time. Um, It's obviously you're practicing it for a reason. Something called you to it to be able to practice it. You don't kind of just pick it up. Something out there wants you to practice And once you do live this lifestyle, and I think just take your time, like it's okay to not want to do it. There have been times where I'm like, you know, there have been months where I haven't touched my cards or I haven't done anything because it's just like, I'm too tired. Just like know your limits because even doing something as small as readings, if you do multiple people, you can get really drained and exhausted. And like I did it once and I was hospitalized even because I couldn't breathe. So it's like the severity is you need to realize that what you do, you have to take your time. Don't force yourself. Don't push yourself. Work at your own pace because you have a whole life ahead of you to do this. Even if you want to do this in your 60s, 70s, you have time. Like, yeah, whoever you believe in, like there are witches that are priests. Even if you whoever you believe in, it's like they're make they're looking out for you. They're making sure you're okay. They're giving you the health to stay and practice what you're doing don't rush into it don't do anything you're not comfortable with if somebody asks you hey can you hex my ex-boyfriend because he's an asshole and you're not comfortable don't do it easy as that and just make sure you're protected at all times yeah i think that's like pretty good advice yeah
2: Yeah. um so with that being said thank you bella so much for being our guest this season thank you for having me thank you um we appreciate it so much and I think this was like a really good conversation about uh witchcraft and like, so also like getting to know who you are as a person. Yeah. And um just the whole conversation I was so intrigued and like I hope that everyone that listens to is you know just as intrigued as we were. And um yeah, so happy Halloween guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, like um I hope you guys have a good Halloween. <laughs> Um, so thank you guys for listening to Scare Top Liz be sure to follow us on social media at Scare Top Liz for updates on our episodes and let us know what you thought of this week's episode you can also send us an email if you have any future cases you want us to cover or what you want to hear from us next until then we are your hosts and we'll see you next time